Welcome to the Scuffed Podcast. I'm Adam Bells in Minneapolis. With me is Greg Velasquez in Des Moines. We talk about U.S. men's soccer. Thanks for downloading this episode of Scuffed. Today we're going to try to figure out who should and who will be on the senior national team roster for the March Friendlies and for the more important Olympic qualifying tournament in Guadalajara. So, Greg, how are you? Bells, I'm great. It's all happening. Yeah, you've. I, I imagine you have. Uh, you have bulletin boards up in your living room. <laughs> I, I with this lots is of one yarn. Where, yeah, this is one where you really do like. Uh, uh, like realize how much is going to be involved for the U.S. Uh, soccer staff, uh, and why Brian McBride is going to be taking a tour through Europe. Well, no, to reflect, I don't understand why he needs to take a tour through Europe <laughs> because he's not visiting all U twenty threes, right? Right, he's mostly visiting senior team players who are injured, according to the Brian Strauss article that was posted this morning. I think. Um, well, yeah, no, it is definitely a complicated situation. So just as a refresh, we play in, in Olympic qualifying, we play Costa Rica, the Dominican Republic, and Mexico in our group. Costa Rica is first, and that is outside of the international window, right? Right. The Costa Rica game is March 20th, and the uh, FIFA window is March 21st. And we can say all these things with an air of confidence, knowing that if we are wrong, it will show up in the fact check. <laughs> yeah, man. Scott Jorick has been doing us a good service there. Not only is he checking our facts, but he's making it fun to ch- to check our facts. And then, um, okay, so that Costa Rica game is pretty important because uh, the top two teams from the group go to the semifinals. So that's four teams overall. And if we win in the semifinals, then we qualify for the Olympics. That's the right. Right. And the, the other teams in our group are the Dominican Republic and Mexico. We'll be playing Mexico in Mexico. So uh, that game is going to be pretty tough. If we beat Costa Rica, though, then that puts us almost, almost free and clear into the into the knockout round. Right. So everything everything hinges on that March 20 game <laughs> outside of the window. And it just if, if we lose that game, it really cuts down our our margin for error just to get out of the group. Yeah. It's still very possible. We just have to beat Mexico, which has not been that difficult for um, this age group. Our U20s had kind of had their way with Mexico in the last cycle, but still, it's Mexico. What's, what's, kinda, what's, what's crazy about that is, uh, so once we get, if if we get out of the group, then it's the all-important semifinal. That's the game where you, whoever, the two teams that win their semifinal and advance to the final qualify for the Olympics. Uh, there is a chance we will play Honduras in the semifinal, whether we win the group or come in second because uh, we don't know where, where Honduras is going to finish. But uh, we have been somewhat comfortable against Mexico in, in the last two U-20 cycles, but we haven't been that great against Honduras in the last two U-20 cycles. Um, I don't know if you remember from the 2017 U-20 championship uh, in Florida, we played Honduras in the last game of the <laughs> qualification round. Uh, it's all convoluted, but we basically were playing them uh, again, in Florida, and we beat them 1-0, but they didn't need a win to advance. They just needed a close loss. Uh, so we didn't, we didn't, you know, run right over them, uh, and they oh, weren't yeah. terribly incentivized to to try to push for a draw or, or a win. So, um, so they play us really tight. And then if you go back another year in the 2017 CONCACAF Championship, 
we played Honduras in the final and that finished 0-0 and we won on penalties. So even though people like to talk about how the last U20 cycle, the last two U20 cycles we've done really well and that's a indication that we'll, you know, be fine in Olympic qualifying, uh, we haven't we haven't been like terribly dominant over Honduras in particular. Right. That was a really frustrating game the one in 2019 because they weren't even trying to get out of their own half basically, right? 2017 yeah. or are you talking the which which one are you talking I'm ta- about the I'm final? Talking about, I'm talking about the one in 2019 where they they just needed a close loss to advance. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no they weren't they were they were set up and played really negative stuff, but you know, again, that's that's very likely what we would see in this game as well. So it's going to be about do we have the the players to break through that and uh, the strength to to prevent any any big mistakes on the other side, right? And so we'll have to talk about some of the, who those players might be. Yes, we will. Now, just also to sort of wrap up the the next few weeks, our senior team friendlies are against the Netherlands and and Wales on March twenty sixth and March thirtieth, I believe. Obviously, both away games. So. I don't know. That's that that roster becomes a little more interesting, especially given the all the injuries we have and the importance of qualifying for the Olympics, which will take some players away from that who would otherwise be at those friendlies. Would take them away from that and and have them in Guadalajara. So uh, let, let's start with who is certain or likely to be out with injury. Why it's a you, long list. Yeah, it's a long list. Right. Why don't you start here? All right, so Tim Weah returned from injury triumphantly uh, for Lille and came on in like the 80th minute as a substitute, promptly injured himself in the 85th minute as a substitute, and uh, will likely be out for the rest of the season. Is that kind of what we're inferring from his that's from my, his Instagram? That's my inference, yes. Uh, terrible news. Paul Ariola did his ACL in a preseason friendly. Terrible news for Paul Ariola. Out nine months, I believe, is the... This is a early prognosis, so uh, that takes it almost all the way through the uh, the hex for 2020. Yep. Dwayne Holmes did his ankle for Darby County uh, the same week that Ariola did his ACL. Uh, I don't know the seriousness of that ankle injury, but it seems like uh, it's going to be enough to put him out for this window at least. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair to say. I thought I saw four weeks, so. Michael Bradley out long term uh, surgery on his foot following. I mean, that that was a really bizarre uh, situation where he's now he just recently got the surgery, but the injury was back in the uh, MLS Cup, right? Yeah. And then Josie Altidore called out the Toronto FC physios <laughs> and uh, hijinks ensued. Hijinks. Hijinks being a surgery that puts Michael Bradley out for like four months. Yeah. Uh, Okay, and then and then we also have a list of, of players who are who seem to just be perpetually week to week. Uh, so take us through those those names. Well, I guess we can hope for the returns of Christian Pulisic and Paxson Pomacall and Tyler Adams. Who else? Um, Matt, Matt Miazga is kind of week to week. Miazga's I think Miazga's long term. I think he's I think he's not not around for this window. Uh, Anthony okay. Robinson. Uh, out for for I, I don't have a timetable on his return either, but he was listed as injured. Uh, Nick Tadagui in, injured. <laughs> Only laughing because it's just it's just become Brand, the yeah. It seems like it's a perpetual thing. Brandon Cervania, Cervania, uh, we is he close to being back for Dallas or 
Yeah. I haven't heard anything about that. Pomacall, like they've said, expected to be back in full training uh, even this week. Um, Jeremy Obobese injured and maybe just returning to like individual training with Portland. It's a long list. Yeah. I mean, and then there's some fringe guys like uh, Eric Lehigh, who who is, I think, out for a while. Miles Robinson is dealing with something for Atlanta, which which lessens the already low chances of him uh, being released for this Olympic qualifying tournament. So there's a lot a lot of people missing. I'm not counting any unhatched chickens with regard to Pulisic and Adams, and um, so I'm not even putting them in my lineup at the moment. Same, same here. For this exercise, uh, if they're not already in full training, uh, so in other words, just Pomacall, as far as I know, then then I'm I'm ruling them out of contention for March. I, I just feel like it's everyone's all teams clubs are so uh, intentional about load management and uh, like schedules from returning from injury that they're, I just don't see them releasing a player to go play two games for the senior team or like five games for the U23s. It just doesn't, doesn't check out. Yeah. Zero. I mean, Pulisic and Adams, there is zero chance they're going to be in Guadalajara. There, I think there is a very low chance they're going to be playing in these friendlies. Um, If I'm Frank Lampard and I want to make a run at a top four finish, is that even in the cards still for Chelsea? uh, Well, they top five now (laughs) advanced the champions league because of man City's. uh, naughtiness oh, yes. uh so so but yes they're very they're very much in line for a champions league spot despite what seat feels like a really long run of poor form yeah how dare how dare these middle easterners colonize british uh british soccer teams <laughs> how dare they um yeah so chelsea is actually number four right now um i don't know they they're gonna they're gonna need everybody on all hands on deck towards the finish line here to to make sure they they get that Champions League spot. So anyway, Pulisic probably not going to be playing with the U.S. men's national team in March. That said, I'm choosing to take this raft of injuries as an opportunity for collective growth and development. How about you, Greg? I'm I'm actually a little bit intrigued about what it will open up, uh, and I'm 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 as just as intrigued as I am. I'm equally worried that. Uh, We'll actually fall back on some very comfortable, familiar faces. Yeah, right. It's gonna be it's gonna be a both and on that front. <laughs> okay. Um, let's start with the Olympic roster. Right. Ber- so Berhalter has made comments that we are sort of interpreting to mean that uh, he will put out the strongest roster that he possibly can for qualifying. In other words, if a, if he wants a player. Uh, and he thinks he can get them released. He'll put them with the qualifying with the Olympic qualifying group. He won't uh, bring them to Europe. Yeah, that and seems that, to be the vibe. In particular, he made comments about Reggie Cannon and Jackson Ewell uh, and said that he he wants them leading the group in qualifying. Yep, they're gonna be the they're gonna be the sort of anchor first teamers on this on this roster. So that's Cannon at right back. And Yule at central defensive midfield. Who's going to be? Who do you think is going to be backing up Yule at CDM? I don't. So I have I have my little lineup set up here. I don't have a like for like pure Jackson Yule backup on the on the roster. Is it would be Servania if healthy, right? 
Maybe, but I don't, I mean, like, to be honest, I feel like it would be Chris Durkin if he could get a release. If you're just looking for that player, the the open up the field passer, I don't think that's Cervania. Right. And again, with Durkin, I don't, I don't know what the chances are of, uh, you know, a club that's in the top flight in Belgium releasing one of their regular starters for outside of the international window. Seems unlikely, doesn't it? Right. I don't think he gets released and... I also don't particularly think he would help us to qualify. So I don't think he's, he's in our in our 20-player roster anyway. Uh, so I just don't have a Jackson Ewell backup. And if he somehow go, goes down or can't play uh, in a key game, we'll have to make do with uh, some other parts. Paxton Pomacall at the six. Yeah, I mean, it's that's, our, that's it's kind of our it hobby is. horses. Um, okay, so we got Cannon and Ewell. Uh, who's back? Who, who, who else do you have at right back? Uh, so I've got, uh, Julian Araujo, uh, backing up Reggie Cannon. Araujo's in the January camp. Uh, he didn't play in that game against Costa Rica. Uh, but I think he's, I think he's versatile and that he can play right back and center back. Uh, and I think he's actually played a little bit of right wing for Los Angeles galaxy last season. Yeah, not very, he's uh, it's not, he's not super no. comfortable there, but yeah. But anyway, I just, I just think Araujo is, is the, for me, he's he's the best candidate. Yeah, yeah, I I want him there too. I think he also provides uh, he also provides a little bit of center back cover in case of emergency. You know, he can play center back. He did it with with the U twenties. He's not super tall, but his timing and his athleticism are are good enough. Um, I'll I'll give the center backs. I don't, we're kind of doing this in a crazy way here, but um, <laughs> we well we started with our 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 captains cannon and Ewell. yeah and i think um so at center back i have uh mckenzie richards and glad i think you do too right yeah we have identical center backs what do we need to defend these decisions or well i'll just i'll just sort of give the, they aren't necessarily my top three center backs but i don't think miles robinson gets released uh he's dealing with an injury plus i just feel like atlanta aren't going to release players so, right. so for me, Miles is going to have to stay stay with his club. And that, and CCV Cameron Carter Vickers probably unlikely to be released as well. Yeah, I don't think I don't think any of those guys in midseason who are regular starters with their European club team are coming. So I don't think Eric Palmer Brown gets a release either. There was just a piece about uh, Jason Christ was in uh, Austria scouting him at a, at his uh, game over the weekend. Um, and they, I think they mentioned it in the context of like Miles Robinson might not be released, so Eric Palmer Brown might play a role for the Olympics. But I don't see how he would get released for qualifying. I could see him getting released for uh, Tokyo because he's on City's books, and I just don't think City would even notice no. if he disappeared yeah. for a month and a half. But, but I don't, I don't think he's going to get. Uh, I, I, may, I could be wrong, but it seems unlikely Austria Vienna is going to let him go. Right. Right. Okay, so um, yeah, funny enough, I was just scouting Eric Palmer Brown's performance against Salzburg at my kitchen table, and uh, <laughs> I I do I do think he should I think he should probably be with the senior team, um, given how thin we are at center back, and just just to get a get a look at him. But um, we can talk about right. that later. Yep, my senior roster is going to include a lot of Olympic players that maybe aren't uh, going to be able to get free to go to Guadalajara. Goalkeeper, goalkeeper. Before we get to left back, I have. 
We're S-curving it. <laughs> I have David Ochoa, uh, JT Markinkowski, and um, Matt Freeze as my goalkeepers. Again, I don't feel terribly strongly about any of these except Ochoa. I, as anybody who listens to this podcast knows, I'm very high on him. But um, that's what I got. Do you think there's any value to Ochoa to not uh, leaving Rail Salt Lake for four weeks? Because, like, remember, this it's a short tournament, but I think the the – U.S. staff is going to try to get the kids in Guadalajara like early February. So, or I'm sorry, early March, like March March 9th. Yeah, uh, I, I'm getting a bad feeling about Ochoa at RSL. I, you know, he didn't play in the last, or he didn't start the last friendly that Real Salt Lake played, a 3-1 loss to Phoenix Rising of USL. And it just feels like the the Freddy Juarez experience is not going to be a play your kids um <laughs> kind of situation justin glad is playing right back for him uh aaron herrera is is playing winger um and achoa seems to be the second choice goalkeeper so i if maybe rsl won't release him for for olympic qualifying but i would i would doubt that and i think it's as it's a better experience for him than sitting on the bench behind mcmath all right i'll give you that okay uh but yeah i've got the same goalkeepers uh, there aren't there aren't a lot of other choices. I don't think we're leaving a lot of other players on the table, right? Yeah, there's some interesting U17, like former U17 goalkeepers, Damian Last, Chituru Odunze, but I don't know that they're ready for this kind of thing. And uh, Brady Scott is the other sort of you know well-known U20 goalkeeper. There's another guy in Portugal too. I forget his name, um, but neither of them. I think Ochoa is clearly better than both of those guys. So. All right, Let, now, let's, now let's go left back. Okay, I've got Sam Vines as my starter and uh, Aaron Herrera as the backup. Okay, so then tell me, because I've got Gloucester starting, tell me, uh, is Gloucester not released, or do you just rate the other two ahead of him at the moment? I think I rate the other two ahead of him uh, just a little bit. Just, a little, just uh, trust him a little bit more at the moment. All right, all right. So, yeah, I've got Gloucester and Vines. Uh, but I'll let you slide on that one. Let me slide, please. <laughs> All right. So we we said Yule as the as sort of the starting holding mid. With you're saying Cervania as his backup. Uh, if Cervania's hurt, though, are you saying do you think no backup for him, and we we go by committee, or would like a James Sands enter the picture? Hassani Dotson. Uh, boy, um, not Dotson. Probably not Sands either. I think I think I would if it's not Cervania. Um, I think we Keaton Parks probably. I know. I think you have him and you have Parks in your. Yeah, Parks is on my twenty already. But but all right. I mean, so I'd be in the same. Then he just rotates in for you if, as needed. Yeah, he can handle. It. I mean, he's 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 he does fit the profile of a distributing number six progressive passer yeah i i uh since we're talking about him now i'll just say i he feels to me like one of the most underrated prospects we have uh even even in regard to the senior pool like we're all really excited about pomacall it feels like uh, a lot of people excited about brendan aronson uh and parks is just kind of you just sort of met with a shrug did you watch him in ccl earlier this week earlier no, last I, week i didn't i didn't watch new york ccl game yeah, he looked he looked okay. I didn't I didn't watch the whole thing, but he looked okay. It wasn't um I mean, he's so elegant. He's an elegant player, but is he so is he so elegant that he doesn't need to play defense? I guess is kind of 
He, I think he does. I think he has defense, uh, like decent defensive stats. Not, yeah. not, not, not exceptional. I don't think. I don't think. But, but we aren't playing like a true, like exceptional defensive midfielder anyway. It's not like Jackson Ewell's defensive uh, stats are incredible. That's true. Well, I'm not. I'm not going to stand in Keaton Parks's or your way. Here. <laughs> uh, but if if Cervania could go, would you say Keaton Parks is not in your twenty then? I think I'm convinced that Parks should be there instead of Cervania. All right. I I had Cervania, but I but I I'm, I'll concede. I'll concede on this. <laughs> All right, that's good. That's good. I'm glad we. I'm glad Scuffed at least has Keaton Parks. Remember, we were really high on him two years ago now. Yeah, I just remember one of his preseason games for Benfica where he looked like uh, he just looked really, really easy to dribble past, and um, it, it made an impression on me. But I know he, I know he had a he had a good season for NYCFC. He, he played well, and I think they have high expectations for him. He started again in their CCL game, which they won at Mota- was it Motagua? No, um, Scott, please don't fact check me here. I don't even I don't <laughs> San Carlos. remember San Carlos. That's it. Um, the other, so I got four other midfielders here. I got Paxson Pomacall, Alex Mendez, uh, Richie Ledesma and Brendan Aronson. Um, I have the exact same four, I, but I, but go on, you, you, you finished where you were going. Well, so I only have two wing. I, I think what we're going to get into here is I only have two wingers, Ulianes and Sebastian Salcedo, and I'm not at all sure Salcedo is going to be released. Um, but that's okay. Uh, only having two wingers is okay because I think Ledesma and Aronson and Pomacall and Mendez can all play on the wing. And I don't, exactly. and I don't think our, our other options at wing, they don't move the, they don't much move the needle for me. Like John, Jonathan Lewis, I'm not, I, I would rather have those four guys than Jonathan Lewis. Uh, who else? Brent Brooks Lennon. No, thanks. <laughs> I, I, no, I I have the same I'm the same as you. I I would take Lennon actually, but I don't think he's going to get released. Uh, and I have Lewis on here instead of instead of Bofo because I don't think Bofo gets released either. I can see Lewis coming on as a sub, but I really just don't like the idea of starting Jonathan Lewis in these games. I don't know why. It's was, his, I think it's his defense. <laughs> yeah, his defense, his first touch. I know he could. I know he does get goals and assists. Like he get he does produce top line stats but um yeah so okay without salcedo then we're talking um how how do you have it set up here where where do we differ? so i've got, you, I've got the Le- only difference is you have lewis so you basically drop salcedo and and uh and bring on lewis right so if, if salcedo so if salcedo doesn't get released for you bells are you just bringing Giannis as your only winger and then making do with your other your other midfielders? I guess I would have to um, probably bring Lewis. Yeah. It's it's amazing how things get circumscribed when you really talk it out. It's like basically he's the only he's the only option. Right. And I ha- I would have Sabi ahead of Lewis as well, I think. I mean, I, that that's sort of just going on my gut because I don't know if Sabi's an excellent defender. So if that's, uh, that's the rationale for not calling up Lewis. But I don't think Sabi gets released. I don't think Christian Kappas gets released. Yeah, they're they're about to go into a relegation battle, I think. Right. They're, so their annual, the perennial relegation battle <laughs> at Hobro IK. I mean, not that Sabi really cares because he's moving, he's jumping ship in the yeah. summer. But 
but yeah, so so anyway, that's what I've and I I feel like in my in my current qualifying uh, lineup, I I'm just throwing Mendez as a starter out on the wing right away. Get him on the field. Uh, it's a lot of talent to have out there. Yeah, Mendez Mendez plays wing for Young Ajax more often. Right. He plays in the in the middle of the, in the middle of the park, and he and he's clearly not 100 percent comfortable out there, but he can do kind of a Hakeem Zayek light job out there you know whipping the ball in with his left foot so i yeah i think that's that's uh that's what we got up until the strikers so who do you have at striker uh i'm going with ferrera and toy i'm really excited about ferrera i'm ruling uh say out uh i don't think sebastian soto will get a call uh based on the fact that he doesn't play soccer anymore yeah he did play a couple weeks ago, but it was a fleeting moment of activity. So, so Ibobase is back, though, right? Isn't he? Isn't he back in the back he hasn't, in the field? He hasn't played for them yet, so he's training individually, which for, feels like that means he's a week away from training with the team, a week away from like being able to play in a game. And and maybe Portland are really generous, and they're and he they as soon as he gets that clearance. To go full speed, they're willing to let him go play five games in ten days, but that seems really reckless, and I don't see how it'd be a recipe for uh, fitness. You know, even if we bring him, like you overplay him, and then he's hurt, and then you're left short-handed. Right, right. It's a brutal. It's a brutal like week and a half of soccer. Yeah, yeah. Ferreira toy makes a lot of sense. I'll, I'll throw a long shot in here. Nicholas uh, Joachini is uh is not almost certainly not going to be released but there's you know if you do the math there's a little bit of a chance that he'd be released <laughs> SM Sir, as well, go ahead go ahead no so so uh, another reminder because he's well under most people's radar uh currently starting a regular starter uh in the french second league yeah at the age of 19 and he plays basically hold up striker and he can he can play on the wing that's where he played over the weekend um uh, Sanjeev has a USMNT videos has a has an all touches video from that game if you want to check it out on Twitter, but he um, he Khan is out of the relegation zone pretty much they're pretty much safe at this point they're almost a mid table team they were in the relegation zone when Joachini first started playing for them so he's you know he's sort of he's been a part of that little renaissance there and uh, so you know if they want to sell him. And you know the word is he's being looked at around around Europe by other clubs. If if Khan want to sell him, maybe you know maybe they don't mind letting him go off to Guadalajara for a couple of weeks. Uh, I don't I don't I don't hate that at all. I, I feel like uh, Christ would be reluctant to do it just because he's had Toy and he's had a Boba say in camps with the whole team. Uh, it might be a tough ask to bring Judd. How do you how do you say his last name, Bells? I've never, I've never uh, had the right pronunciation. Joachini. Joachini. It might be a tough ask to put him and throw him right in in do or die qualifying, especially with game one being very close to do or die. Yeah, you trust Mason Toy in a do or die game? Uh, I mean, I I don't know. I don't know what his his floor is uh, from the camps he's been in, but he's been in quite a few quite a few U twenty three camps. Yeah, multiple multiple U twenty three camps. He knows the system. American soccer style. <laughs> so, so that's kind of where I'm at. But I'll I'll touch back on Joe Keeney when we talk about the senior team. Okay, <laughs> not not ready for the U23s. Let's get him in with the senior team. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I I think uh, I think that settles it. So so we're talking Ferreira and Toy up top, uh, Giannis and Mendez on the wings, Ledesma, Aronson, Pomacall, and Parks in the midfield. But uh, Ledesma, Aronson, Pomacall ready to step out onto the wings. Um, you will at uh, central defensive midfield. We're we're in disagreement on left back. You're saying Gloucester and Vines. I'm saying Vines and Herrera. And then we have the the same uh, center backs, right backs, and goalkeepers, and that's Richards, McKenzie, Glad, Cannon, Araujo, and then Ochoa, Markinkowski, and Freeze at goal at goalkeeper. Yeah, and you still have you still have like your fingers crossed that Bofo gets released, and I'm saying it'll be Jonathan Lewis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and I I do want to make a point. I think the Pomacall is Pomacall's health is really really important here because as you mentioned, Yule is not. Yule is not like a defensive giant. Stalwart. Yeah. And but Pomacall is. Pomacall is. And if we have him at the eight, I think that solidifies things. Um frees up Ledesma or or Aronson or Mendez, whoever ends up playing as the ten to to have a little more freedom. Freeze them up to freedom. <laughs> and uh so I so fingers crossed that Pomacall is genuinely healthy and released by FC Dallas. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna post quite a few of these uh, American soccer analysis uh, bar graphs for our our U23 center mids because I think they'll kind of be eye opening about what what the what our center mids sort of specialize in or what their strengths are. Pomacall's bars for defensive actions are just like off the charts. Yeah, it's pretty insane. Yeah. Okay. Um, anything else we got to say about this this roster? It's it's good enough to qualify us for the Olympics, and it's missing an entire our entire essentially first eleven due to their, them being too good to be released. Yeah, uncharted territory, America. Buckle not to up. say that it, not to say that we can't bottle it, but it's oh, a we totally it's a can good, bottle it. It's a very good lineup with that's missing a starter at every position. Yeah. Okay, let's take a little break. Come back and do the senior team. And we're back. So now we got to sort out who should be called up for the March friendlies against the Netherlands and Wales. I think this is a good chance, as I said earlier, given all the injuries and Olympic qualifying to be experimental and, you know, big tent. Let me interject here and just say that I still hold that even our comfortable Greg Berhalter call-ups are, in in fact, experimental. Because I just don't believe for a second that you can call Christian Roldan a nailed-on U.S. men's national team player. I mean, is he experimental though, or is he just, we know what we get with Roldan? Well, at this point, yeah, we might be past the experiment and we should be willing to put the experiment to bed. You're going to be really surprised this is, that I, this I is, actually have Roldan in my, in my roster. <laughs> and that, that's, I don't even mean to just be overly harsh on Roldan. I think there are quite a few players that we should say that experiment has been run and we should move on to new experiments. Yeah, I, I think, well, um, yeah, I think we should probably drop Boyd at this point. I think we should drop Boyd at this point. Who else? I think uh, Trap should be gone, and I assume he will be. Uh, I think the Daniel Lovitz experiment should be. We should be willing to call time on. Yeah, I'd even be willing to say uh, it's okay to leave Walker Zimmerman at home at this point. But again, let's let's talk about 
Let's talk about who's out. Holmes is out. Pulisic and Adams are doubtful at best, and I'm not. I'm not putting them on my roster. Uh, are Anthony Rob? So is Anthony Robinson coming back? Do we know? No, he's he's hurt. He's hurt that he couldn't join AC Milan. He's hurt in that he's actually physically injured. Like for forever? Or no, I don't. Nothing I know of. I haven't heard anything that bleak. Just uh, I, there his man. The manager actually made some comments like a couple weeks ago. They they slid way under the radar uh but yeah he's he's out for a few weeks and i don't expect that he'll be released for friendlies okay all right well that same changes for, same my, for me that changes my lineup a little bit um and I, and then i think there are a couple who flip to this team if they're not released for the 23s uh ledesma and yanez in particular if they you know if for some reason young psv and wolfsburg say no 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 you can't go to guadalajara bring them into this camp but I'm, yep, I'm assuming agreed. they'll be in Guadalajara. Why don't we do this in a slightly more organized fashion? Uh, <laughs> let's start up top with strikers. Who do you got? Who do you have for striker? Okay, so I think I think I'd said to leave him home the last time we recorded, but I after rethinking it a little bit, I want Josie Altador in this camp. Uh, Josie Altador has played fewer than three total games for Greg Berhalter. And qualifying is in September. So I feel like the window is the windows are scarce and we really need to get Altador just straight reps for the national team. Okay. Altador I I I guess I sort of just assumed he was hurt, which is right. a, a kind of a Freudian <laughs> a Freudian thing. What about um what about his backup? Uh so I have put Sargent in this camp. Uh I'd I'd be fine if Zardes is called in. I I have a lot of names. I feel like we could call in a slightly bigger camp because this is where Joe Akini wouldn't be a terrible call up. Be- not necessarily in any way, shape, or form is he ready for the senior team. Um, but well, you could I can use think this of some camp. shapes and forms in which he is <laughs> he ready could for be. senior. Yeah, team. I mean he could be. Uh, but I'm I'm certainly not making that drawing that conclusion right now based on what we've seen. Yeah. But we could we could essentially use this camp because of all the other injuries. We could use this camp though similar to how we use January with a blend of uh, players who aren't really competing for senior team spots. They're mainly competing for uh, Tokyo spots. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So Joe Akini, get a look at him, see how he does. If he's just not there. Fair enough. There's no stakes, so it's not like you send him to Guadalajara and he can't he can't integrate well, and suddenly we are, you know, holding the bag and left out of the Olympics. Um, so it it just it's a stress free, pressure free chance to evaluate. Yeah, Joe Kini should absolutely be in this camp. I have him in. I have him as a winger behind Gio Reyna, but I guess my my strikers were Sergeant Zardis, and I I just threw Bobby Wood in there for old days' sake. You know. Okay, so even though I used to be the big Bobby Wood apologist, I'd say drop Wood, add Sibachu. Uh, Sibachu? Okay, yeah, oh, I mean, I've, I've just never, call. my heart's never been able to get behind the whole Sibachu thing. <laughs> well, I think I think his heart is realizing that he's that France is never going to get behind the Sibachu thing. <laughs> he's not going to beat out Mbappe. <laughs> so if if uh, if he's willing to take the call, I'd say I'd say test him out. Yeah, I suppose. I guess I I don't have anything. I'm not like against it. So left wing, I have Reyna and Joachini. Right wing, I have Morris and Chandler. Jordan Morris and Timothy Chandler. Okay. So my wingers, I've got... So this is where I start going really heavy on U23s uh, who won't get released. So Reyna and Morris, I agree, is the starting wingers. 
Uh, I've got uh, Salcedo and Emmanuel Sabi. Hmm. And again, I don't think either of them are particularly ready to be senior team players or are in the discussion for the senior team top five wingers. Uh, but it's a chance to get them in camp, give them another evaluation, figure out if maybe they're worthwhile for Tokyo. Okay, interesting. Timothy Chandler, Bells? Yeah. Do you not want me to have him on my roster? Or? I, I'm just surprised that you have him at right wing, given that, again, you've I think you've been putting in the time on Chandler too. And not we as continue much as you to have. see. Not as much as you have. No. We continue to see like zero evidence that he's going to be a good possession interchanging right winger. Yeah, but we're going to be we're going to be hitting the Netherlands on the counter. We're going to see a tactical evolution from Greg Berhalter. <laughs> Sit back. It's going to be defend, a 5-4-1. Yeah. All right. No, I have Chandler on my roster, just not a winger. Okay. Yeah, I I don't particularly care where he is, just bring him in. Um see if he wants to come in. All right. What do you what do you have for your midfield? It's really gets real dicey, doesn't it? Dude, it gets so thin with everybody hurt. Um, and at the Olympics, I take quite a few of the Olympic guys over the guys I have in this in, on my list. Well, I so I have Legette as my ten, Sebastian Legette. Um, now Reina could easily slide into that spot, and then you, if, especially if you have a Salcedo uh, on the wing, then yeah, Reina Reina to ten does make sense to me. Um, but but the way I have it now is Legette at the 10, McKenney and Roldan as my eights. I have Roldan there as sort of like the, this. I think I've used this analogy before, so so forgive me. But at the bullfights in Spain in the old days, they would bring in uh, they would bring in a steer, and that steer would kind of calm down the bulls and help it help the bulls learn the right places to run. So Roldan as a steer for me. <laughs> Okay. All right. I have McKinney and Kappas. Okay. Yeah, Kappas. I, I guess. And sure. Same thing. Just another U twenty three audition. Uh, but I don't. Have, you did you say Legette and Mendez? Or you didn't? You didn't say your backup to Legette yet. Yeah. Who's your backup I don't have yet? a. I had Mendez on my little on my little graphic here, but I but I I I have Mendez with the U twenty three, so can't be in both places. I, I guess I don't have a backup for Legette. Let's make it. <laughs> let's make it Kappas. Fine. All right. I was struggling too, so I was like, "Roll on, uh, Roman Gaul. Do we bring in Roman Gaul? I don't think we bring in Roman Gaul. I don't. Right. I don't think He's so. not Olympic eligible. He doesn't. It'd be. It seems like it'd be a. Uh, I think. I think in this case, I'd be. I'd just bring in Roldan and be sort of done with it. Yeah, Roldan at least can can help other people learn the system. <laughs> He's a team player. He's a steer. Uh, Alfredo Morales and Chris Durkin would be my sixes. That's I have the same thing and I struggle to do it only because it's hard. I mean, I I'd be totally fine running that. I don't envision that Burhalter is going to run Morales in that position. I don't either. I don't. I I just don't see that that there are any good options really. Bradley's hurt. Ewell is going to be in Guadalajara. Hopefully, Mendez is in Guadalajara. Hopefully, Ledesma's think, in Guadalajara. Do you, do you think we could see like a, a Roldan shifting back uh, a level into the Ewell role? I feel like that's more similar to what he does for. Seattle anyway, not not necessarily like spread the field with your passing, but uh, just sit back, shift the ball to somebody somebody else who's a little sure. bit better. Sure, I have can Morales, see that. Have Morales back up McKenney. It's no less believable than Morales at the six. Yeah. And and Durkin, uh, Durkin's just there to check him out, you know? Big 10. 
So so at left back without Robinson there. Oh, hold on, hold on. Just because I, I like thinking about this, it's does Will does Will Trap just come in and like at least solve the Burhalter riddle of who's who's the Will Trap type player that is going to play in that position since Will Trap is technically healthy and available. Yeah. I say technically because he just shift he just moved teams, so he's going to be just getting started with Inter Miami, Inter Miami. So. I don't know. Again, it's one of those things where do you give the player his, his make the club his priority so he can settle in, or would would Berhalter just be like, nope, we need Will Trap? I think it's going to be Will Trap. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't even hate it. I mean, if I had to say it's going to be Durkin or Will Trap, all right, fine, it's Will Trap. Yeah. People are gonna people are gonna whine about it on Twitter, but I think there's really no there's nothing wrong with that. There's so many people are hurt. Trap and Trap and Rolled On know the system. They've been they've they've gotten a thousand minutes each or something like that under Burhalter. It's 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 okay. It's okay. Let's talk about the defense. Who you we have a, we have most of our, we have a lot of our defenders available, other than Miazga. Yeah, Miazga and Anthony Robinson are the only ones not available, and neither of them has particularly been in favor. Under Burhalter, so yeah, it feels like this would have been. Oh, did we talk about Holmes? Holmes, yeah, you mentioned Holmes. Uh, it, yeah, well, yeah, what sucks is this This could have been the Anthony Robinson, Dwayne Holmes, Gio Reyna, Tim Weah camp, where all those guys and Tyler Adams back, uh, which would have just been massive waves of excitement. Yeah, uh, and instead, it's just going to sort of be Gio Reyna is there. I think there's you know, that's I'm excited about that. I'm I'm very excited about that. Uh, just not quite as excited about a full lineup of new faces that there's some real groundswell behind. Yeah. So who do you have at left back then? So this is where I, I put Fabian Johnson and Timothy Chandler, obviously. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I was joking about it with you, but if, if Fabian Johnson is going to get a call up, this will be the call up, right? I mean, the, we're in Europe where, We've got a rash of injuries slash Olympic commitments. Uh, Lovitz wasn't in the January camp. Lovitz is settling into his new MLS squad. If we're if we're ever going to call up Fabian Johnson, it is in March of 2020. Yeah, I think you're right. And the more I think about it, the more that more I like that. The more I like your roster better than mine. So at the end <laughs> of this, you're just going to have to read yours. Because uh, well, yeah. I have. Because I have Anthony Robinson and Chris Gloucester as my left backs. Um, yeah, and Robinson's hurt, and Gloucester might, might, might be in Guadalajara. Yeah. If Gloucester, if Gloucester's not, if Gloucester doesn't get the release or isn't, again, it's silly to say, but if he's not rated for the U23s, then we should bring him to the senior team. Yeah, bring him in, let it, let him get a taste of it, and let us get a taste of him. That sounds kind of weird, but. <laughs> But yeah, then I I listed Chandler because I feel like that could be the place he slots in for us and is and makes the biggest impact if he's if he's capable of making an impact for us. Mm-hmm. Okay, center back I have uh, John Brooks and Aaron Long as my starters, and then Tim Ream and Eric Palmer Brown behind them. I like it. Uh, I would not mind if Long is left home uh, just to um, give another Olympic guy a look. And throw Eric Palmer Brown, or you have a Palmer Brown throw. Yeah, so who throw, would that be? Who would the other Cam- one? You Cameron Carter Vickers. Ah, okay. 
Uh, and potentially, potentially, if Atlanta play hardball with Miles Robinson for Olympics, be like, all right, fine, but we're flying him over to Wales. Yeah, I mean, surely, surely Berhalter wouldn't do that, would he? Well, I don't. I don't mean it's not just a spike call up. Like if if the national team needs a look at Miles Robinson ahead of World Cup qualifiers, Olympics, and Nations League in the summer, like yeah, good point. You got, you got to get the looks where you can. There aren't too many chances left, and you never know if the guy's going to be healthy for the next window. Yeah. That's what I think of with Dwayne Holmes. Like, uh, all right, well, we'll get him in next week. Like we, we didn't call him in in October, November last year. All right, well, we'll bring him in in March or the summer, and then he, he's not fit for the March camp. Suddenly, it's it's the question's going to be, okay, well, do you just bring him in, bring him back in uh, in the hex? Or now, now are you stuck saying – it's too late. We can't introduce new guys in the hex. Yeah, I know. It's, it's tough. It's, it's too bad he went on this hot streak in the last month. <laughs> it's on fire. I, I do want to say something about Palmer Brown. Uh, I, I did watch that Salzburg performance, and he seems a lot like a uh, Aaron Long-type center back. Good physical pr- – I don't know if you've checked out any of his footage, have you? No. he. Uh, I've got I've got center back week coming up where I look at all of our center backs – center back week <laughs> pish posh um yeah so he's so he's got a good physical presence he gets he gets up in the air he wins the he wins a lot of stuff in the air and uh it kind of mops mops things up you know he does a good job of mopping things up but he's not um, elegant in possession or under under pressure and he's not gonna break lines with any sort of regularity i don't think so I, okay. I, I like him. I, I, I want to keep monitoring him, but I'm not saying like, Hey, Palmer Brown is on the, you know, on the fast track to a starting job with the men's national team. It's not there. It's not that. Right. But again, it just, it's something where it becomes increasingly difficult to distinguish between any center back, not named John Brooks. Yeah. I guess the, so the comparison with long is a, is a decent one for Palmer Brown, but, but that extra five years that Long has over Palmer Brown is uh, is noticeable. You know, it's like Long's a little more decisive, also like a more of a physical presence than Palmer Brown. So I still I'm still going Brooks and Long as my starting center backs. All right, who's a, who are our goalkeepers? No, oh, wait, we got to do right back. I almost skipped right back. Oh yeah, so, so it'd be exciting again to see Serginio Dest in a U.S. Men's National Team uniform. I wonder if that will ever get old. It won't. It won't. He's gonna be. He's gonna be at Bayern Munich, and he's just gonna spend his weekends in in Nashville and Atlanta and Houston. Yeah. So yeah, he's my starter at right back, and then DeAndre Yedlin, bring him in. He's not hurt right now, is he? No, he was. Well, he was on the bench. He was available for Newcastle. Uh, I never saw any word about him being hurt, but he did. He was left off of a roster two weeks ago, and then just last week he was in the 18 but did not play. Okay. Which is which is consistent with like coming back from a minor injury, but also could be consistent with just being dropped from the squad. Yeah. You have any different any any differences with me at right back? No, Dustin Yedlin, and then depending on whether they run Dest there or left back, uh, Chandler could be in contention for like a right back spot. Yeah. If he's in camp and looks looks the part, I so I hear you on Chandler and and Johnson and I'm not, but I'm kind of agnostic about it. And I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Shaq Moore get another look or 
Matt Olasunde. Olasunde had a you know I know he's playing in like the fourth division in England, but he, third. Uh, he's in the third division and he's I exaggerated. He's, they're in an auto, I think they're top of the table, so he's in an automatic uh, promotion spot. Okay, it's cool. tight, but it's tight. They're not running away with anything, so it's going to be tight the whole the whole year. He had a goal saving tackle over the weekend. I don't know if you saw the footage of that. Kind of cool. Um, and then goalkeeper. I'm I'm just saying Sean Johnson, Ethan Horvath, and is Zach Steffen going to be back in time for this? No, or? no, no. Ch- I mean, I don't have official word on that, but again, there's just he's it's a lingering injury that where apparently like rest is the only thing they can do for it. Uh, no way he's playing, right? Yeah. So Atlanta, I, I don't expect Atlanta to release Brad Guzan, and then we'll have. So we'll, I'm just saying Sean Johnson, Ethan Horvath, and whoever Greg Berhalter runs into at the mall. You know? Bells Atlanta have no choice in the matter. If we want Guzan, we oh, can that's have true. him. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, make it Guzan. All right. I'm I'm a, I'm totally agnostic on the third keeper. Make it. Uh, Matt Turner, whoever, but give me, give me Sean Johnson. Get, give Horvath a little love. The kid deserves some love, man. He's had a rough, rough run at Bruges. Champions League hero Ethan Horvath S- hasn't been able to play all season. I think we haven't heard the end of him though. Right. He, he's he's got more. He's got more uh, games in him for somebody. So Major League Soccer starts this weekend. You got anything else on this roster? No. It's it's got the potential to be. Uh, very fascinating, interesting, plus plus Gio Reyna for the for the really exciting part. Yeah, and you know we could always see uh, Josh Sargent get out there and play like we think he maybe could play. I always, I always hold out hope for that. Um, so MLS starts this weekend. Anything you're excited about? Uh, I'm excited. I mean, I'm excited about the national team interests. Uh, so a lot of a lot of sort of national team incumbents, uh, moving teams, uh, and yeah. then plenty, plenty of the kids looking to build on promising seasons from last year, uh, or emerge as talents this, this year, uh, holding out hope that, uh, Ricardo Pepe is this year's version of Paxton Pomacall. Yeah, that would be awesome. Dallas versus Philadelphia is, I believe 5 PM central time on Saturday. So tune in for that. Um, all right. Anything else we should talk about? Uh, I, I think that's a, I think that's a solid one for March. Yeah, I'll leave it. I'll leave it to you and Joey to go over the U twenty camp whenever that's announced, if it hasn't been yet. Yeah, we gotta we gotta get that on the schedule. Trying to get Sanjeev. <laughs> trying to get Sanjeev scheduled to do a U twenty you know roster episode with me and Matt Hartman. And goodness, I gotta get with Sanjeev's publicist. It's hard to get the kid on the <laughs> hard to, hard to get on the kid's calendar. So. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you.